Welcome back, loyal listeners. Welcome, new listeners. To Runkle Recaps, this is Season 5, Episode 15, Rabbit or Duck. And with me, as always, the lovely Jen. Hello, everyone. Well, we've got a busy week this week. I traveled for the first time for work for a couple days, but we were still able to fit in a podcast. Yeah, yes. And it was easy to fit it in because it's the beginning of a rush of a few really good episodes. Did you not care much for this episode because you just made a face? I was actually making a face because my ring is on really tightly. But <laughs> um, no, I didn't. I didn't enjoy this episode as much as I thought I would. Like mm-hmm. it was very mediocre, like enjoyable, but not a lot of laughs. Not nothing like really bad, but yeah, it's just one of those middle of the road ones for me. I think I liked it a little better than you did, but the Barney stuff wasn't as funny as it used to be. I think. I, I feel like yeah. that happens with Barney quite a bit. I feel like the Barney stuff ended up just stressing me out. <laughs> like hearing that ringtone over and over was like grating on my nerves. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's strange that that was his ringtone. <laughs> right. Like, who has a ringer on? Put it on silent. Well, I have a fun fact. We have three emails. We haven't had any. Right. We quite, had quite the drought for a little while. So we'll start off with those because I don't think any of those actually address this episode. But I'll start off with a fun fact, and then we'll get to the emails and the show. I was reading, something kept popping up about how Allison Hannigan and her husband were selling their house for like $18 million. And I kept ignoring the story because that doesn't really interest me that much. And then one thing caught my eye about, something about This Is Us. Well, it turns out their house that they're selling was the house they used to shoot in, in the last couple seasons of This Is Us, the new one that... Kevin built for his mom. Oh, really? Yeah, well, that was that's Allison Hannigan's house. Hmm, like the outside too, or just the inside? I don't know. I assume both. Very interesting. I would say at least, at the very least, the outside. They bought it for eight million like ten years ago, and I guess because of its fame of sure, this is us, and how hot the real estate market is for sellers, they decided to list it at eighteen. I don't know if they've sold it or. Hmm. That's just what they listed that. So that's our fun fact. Well, maybe we shouldn't buy this house and we should buy that one instead. <laughs> we are rich podcasters. <laughs> right. With all we of are our celebrities. Ad, all of our ad deals. So we have three emails. The first one comes from Alex Wright, and Alex Wright's going to take us on a flashback of his own because he just listened to season two, episode 14, and mentions that. I should also mention Alex is from Birmingham, England. I'm going to refer to Alex. I think I already said he. We don't know that Alex is a he, but. I do not know that. Hi. This is nearly two years late, but clearly Jesus isn't Generation A. He's Generation Alpha and Omega. Okay. I think there was a reference in that episode where Barney brings up Jesus. Like, how many days do you wait to do something? And Barney says three what days. What Jesus wanted. Yeah, I think that's what he's referring to. And then, for some reason, we were talking about Gen X or whatever, and we said, what, what generation is Jesus? And I thought it was maybe Generation A. <laughs> I don't remember that conversation at all. Because you don't listen to our podcast. And but, it's been two years. Yeah. But, yeah, Alex has a good answer. He says, that's a reference to episode 2.14, Monday Night Football. That's for all the friends. Oh, oh thanks for all the... F- so it's another football-related <laughs> episode this week. True. 
Thanks for the Friends book recommendation, too. It's on my Kindle and Audible list now, called Still Friends rather than Generation Friends, which I think is how you refer to it Mm -hmm. in the UK for some reason. Oh, I'm sorry. Maybe it's just called something for different in the UK is what Alice is telling us. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's how I heard it. Also, I'm shocked that Jen never programmed a VCR. That was my entire childhood and teenage years. Mm, I wonder if we're the same age. I was lucky enough to have TV, terrestrial only. We eventually got digital satellite in the lounge. And for those of you non-British understanding folk, the lounge means the living room. That's me saying it, not hit, not Alex. And I've never heard of having a terrestrial TV. I guess that means... Like cable? No, non-cable, I think. No, wouldn't satellite be the non-cable? I think digital satellites when they got cable. I think terrestrial. Alex, we have a lot of questions. <laughs> I think terrestrial means that it just got like local stations. Oh, okay. So I'm sorry. Terrestrial only. We eventually got digital satellite in the lounge and VCR and later DVD player in my bedroom. Had so many films recorded in what now seems terrible quality on six-hour-long play videotapes. <laughs> I also used to record songs onto cassette tape off music channels in the lounge complete with background noise. <laughs> a rather odd mix of different stages in technology. Yeah, I definitely did the tape songs off the radio. We did. We talked about that on the podcast. Oh, I wonder if that's why he's referring to it. He goes on, Great podcast. Keep up the good work. Thank you. I'm listening to new episodes whilst gradually catching up. Googled How I Met Your Mother podcast after How I Met Your Father landed on Disney Plus UK and discovered you. Awesome. Regards, nice. Alex... I won't say the last name. You already did. Oh, I did? <laughs> yeah. Oh, sorry, Alex. Maybe I'm not, I'm not sure where the out. danger is, but... I mean, you gave full name and city, so... Well, Alex put city if... I'm just saying. I think... I think okay, yeah, I get your point, but I don't think... I mean, it seems like a common enough name. It's probably... I mean... Okay. But. 213-540-218 is Alex's... Um, Social security number? Do they have social security numbers in England? <laughs> Good question. Probably not. <laughs> I'm thinking no. <laughs> I bet they have some identifier. Yes, I'm sure. Let us know, Alex. Anyways, thank you for writing in. We always like new listeners. Yeah. Uh, don't, and don't be afraid to make comments on old episodes. I re-listen to them, so I'm going to remember some of the things that we said in the past. You are just so smug about that. Why don't you read Danielle's email? Welcome back, Danielle. Hi, Danielle. Hey, guys. I'm sorry I was super busy and then felt under the weather. By the way, did you know they don't give your diploma at the ceremony? What even was the point then? Whatevs. I promise I haven't abandoned you. So I, I take it that to mean that she's been busy because she graduated. She graduated so congratulations. Yay, Danielle. Happy graduation, Danielle. Awesome. Also, I do like hearing snippets of your life. It makes the world seem a little bit bigger. I wouldn't worry too much about being inconsistent. Each episode you drop is like a little present. Aw, thank you. I'll speak for myself because I don't want to put words in anyone's mouth, but I was going to write to you a week earlier than I did, but I didn't really like that episode, so I waited until, spoiler alert, one of my faves. A lot of my faves are in the later season, so maybe people are waiting till then. See you next episode. I think that's probably reference to people joining in the middle, not starting from the very first episode, which is a a debate you and I used to have, (laughs) and a lot of people have written in and commented about it. Right. Well, no, I think she's maybe saying like people are going to write in when there's better episodes. Maybe both. We have a lot of interpretations on your emails, everyone. (laughs) And then we have uh, another one from Rooney, who's been a little bit consistent lately. And thank you, Rooney. Welcome back, Rooney. Rooney starts off with dairy. 
I think Rudy must have left off with <laughs> <Yes>. Legend before. <laughs> Greetings from your fan number one. I hope you guys are doing good. In my last email, I was asking about your favorite podcast shows other than this one, if possible. Keep up the good work, and I wish... May the road ahead be lit with dreams and tomorrows, which are lit with dreams also. <laughs> and remember, stand tall, trustworthy, recycling, <laughs> and you know the rest. Thank you. <laughs> Excellent write-in, Rooney. You want to go first on yours? On your favorite podcast? Well, I didn't write down a top ten, but I will do this. I know, since most of them sort of load in, on on Monday mornings mm-hmm. for professional podcasters that do a good job of keeping on time. They like maybe that's their actual job. <laughs> yeah. I can kind of say which ones I start to listen to first in what order. You know what I mean? Sure. That probably is a good indicator of what my favorite ones are. Mm-hmm. So number one, I first go to, it's called Smartless. It's hosted by Sean Hayes. Jason Bateman. Will Arnett. And Will Arnett. Thank you. And they have other celebrities on. Sometimes they have like a politician or somebody, you know, somebody of fame outside of Hollywood. But usually it's someone they know in Hollywood. And they have really, really good guests. And the three of them are really, really funny together. They mostly, they spend half the time just making fun of each other. And that's usually the best part is the way they find, the ways they find to poke poke fun of each other. (laughs) Uh, second, I'll go to the Dax Shepard podcast, oh, it's Armchair been Experts. He went like four or five in a row where I didn't listen to him because I just didn't know the guest and wasn't very interested in them. But usually they have guests that I enjoy and they're really good. They do a really good interview. He does sort of a beginning of you know how they grew up and up through now and okay. asks very interesting questions, makes very insightful psychological insights into people's lives and... Uh, it's just very entertaining. He's very charming, and his, his co-host is very intelligent as well, uh, Monica Padman. Third one I would go to is... There's a new one I've been listening to on Spotify, although I think it's probably on everything. But it's called Fly on the Wall with David Spade and Dana Carvey, or it might be with Dana Carvey and David Spade. Yeah, with Dana Carvey and David Spade. And it's very similar to the other ones where they're just kind of interviewing celebrities. Mm, that's a pairing I wouldn't have guessed went together. Well, they are both on, they were both on Saturday Night Live, and they intersected on Saturday Night Live. Oh, did they? Okay. And so they usually talk with people that have either were a cast member of Saturday Night Live or have been on Saturday Night Live, and then have a lot of conversations around their careers. And there's not really a flow to how they interview someone, and they mostly end up just talking about themselves <laughs> during the interview, but they make fun of themselves for it, too. Okay. Um, number four would be probably Mark Marin, WTF with Mark Marin. Number five, I'm enjoying Rob Lowe's podcast, The Lowdown. I think that's what's... No, no, it's called... Um, Literally. Literally, with, with Rob Lowe. And then I enjoy all the post-show recaps by uh, Rob Has a Podcast Group, and I'm not mm-hmm. going to break it down by which shows because there's just too many. Yeah, they're doing a ton of shows lately. But I probably listen to about... Somewhere between seven to ten different show recaps by them. So that keeps me pretty busy. There's a... I, I like listening to Victory, which was supposed to be a recap podcast of Entourage with uh, the showrunner and two of the stars of Entourage. And they have really good guests on as well. 
but they don't really cover the show that that often. Sometimes it just is them chit-chatting with each other, and I don't like that as much. Mm-hmm. But they like to say, "Oh, and we never, we never promised that we're going to cover the show all, you know, all the time." <laughs> Lovely. So when they don't cover the show, it's not so great. But when they cover the show, it's interesting. But they, they don't. I won't say they do that great a job of actually covering the show. So there's a podcast called Mark and Sarah Talk About Songs, which I really enjoy. It's a duo that they'll sometimes do rankings of songs of a certain genre, or you know, like the best, the moistest songs of all time ranking. Sometimes they just cover a single song for an episode. But lately, they've been doing a lot of rankings, and it's really fun to listen to their insights talking through songs. They're funny, and they have really good. They have a really good vocabulary about music. And then finally, I'll mention a podcast called Mad Dogs and Englishmen. It's just a political podcast. It's by two conservatives, but they're fairly center on most issues, and they actually agree with liberals on some things. They were both anti-Trump, so although it's more they lean right and are very right on some issues, they, their, their conversation is actually very even-handed, and I just sort of enjoy listening to their intelligent approach to problems where, you know, it's not as fun when they're telling what they believe, but when they are sort of responding to the news that's going on, they have good insight as to, you know, how the public's reacting to things, what Biden's doing right and wrong. So, and and sometimes they just speak about it strategically instead of saying, oh, he's wrong on this issue. Mm -hmm. It's really more, you know, if he did it this way, he'd probably have gotten it passed and things like that. So it's really just more insight than it is opinion. So those are my top 10. Jen? Um, I don't know that I have a top 10, but I will go through like the ones that I'm making sure to listen to every week, and then the ones that I also enjoy but are, have fallen behind on. Can you sort of do it in the same way I did of, what do you go to first? Yeah, so that's kind of what I am. Um, that's the best way to rank them, I think. Right. Um, so I'd say I like three podcasts on the Obsessed Network. So there's True Crime Obsessed, Obsessed with Disappeared, and then Strange and Unexplained. And those are all, you know. True crime. The first two are true crime. The third one is kind of like a little bit mystery, sometimes true crime. Um, I've really gotten into a podcast called The Dollop lately where they just talk about like random stories from history. It's really, really funny, actually. I was going to tell you, you should probably listen to it. You might like it. Okay. Like, it's been a while since I've had like laugh out loud moments listening to a podcast, and it's like several times an episode. I'm like, oh, I will never be able to listen to this at work. <laughs> like, <laughs> um, so that's been a new one that I've been kind of binging. But there's like over 400, maybe 500 episodes. Like they've been on since I think 2013. So there's a huge back catalog, and I don't know if I'll ever make it all the way through. Um, that's fun though. Yeah, it is. And so there's kind of a similar vein. There's Behind the Bastards, which I really like, which you know goes into detail about like shitty people in history and currently. Also has like a comedic slant to it. Anyway, so those are the ones I've definitely... I've, oh, and also um, there's a podcast called Disappearances on the Parcast Network that I really like. That just kind of goes over stories of people who have disappeared. You know, for someone that before. lives with a lot of high anxiety... You really don't give yourself much breaks in the content that you <laughs> No, I actually have. I've actually taken a step back. Like, I, the ones I listen to are a little more, tend to be a little more comedy-based. Like, True Crime Obsessed and De- Obsessed with Disappeared are comedy true crime podcasts. Are you listening to Somebody Took My Son? No. Oh, just, I made that up, but it seems like something you would be listening oh, to. I was like, oh, God, no. Why would I listen to that? <laughs> There's a podcast called Someone Knows Something. <laughs> okay. 
Um, let's see. So what else? You've covered about six, I think, so far. Right. There's another one I really like called You're Wrong About, which also you know kind of goes into things that are commonly, like, common beliefs in society that most people just have wrong. Okay. So. That sort of sounds like shit you should know. Do you remember that one? I used to listen to that. Yeah. That that too got a little political. Yeah, this it's always very well researched. So she doesn't post very often because I think it takes time to actually like prepare the episodes. But um, so that one I've I haven't listened to. And as you do many listen reasons. to all the post show recaps too. I do. I'm actually very far behind. Okay, so with, that might not make her top ten right now. Um, I'd say it or does. Or maybe it depends on which shows they're covering. It's hard because each of them is over an hour, and so like true. Yeah, I was a little bit more on top of them when I wasn't quite so busy at work, but now it's just like I don't have as much time, and so it's hard for me to be like, okay, an hour and a half to <laughs> a recap of a show I already watched. Yeah, because could, it could take you two days to get through it. Right, exactly. And then sometimes I actually am watching the show faster than I'm listening to the podcast. Like, that happened with The Staircase. Like, I was listening to their recap of it, but then they were just getting too long, so I was like, no, I actually want to see the next episode. <laughs> <laughs> um, let's see, what else? How many did I get to? Seven. Oh, that was only seven? It's funny because I think we really shatter gender norms on our listening to podcasts because I mine's very <laughs> you like, are very celebrity heavy. Yes. Yeah, long, long the long form interview, celebrity heavy, and you're very you know crime mm-hmm. and drama. Right. Yeah. Also, there's one I like called Lore that you know kind of just goes into you know, old stories of folklore and it's usually a little bit creepy. So that one's also got a lot of episodes. I'm very far behind on that. Yeah, there's been a few, like, true crime series that I've, like, started, but I haven't, like, quite finished. Oh, do you like true crime? (laughs) Well, no, but I mean, like, the more serious ones, like the actual, like, investigative podcasts. There's been, you know, some that I've finished and some that I haven't. Um, Ghosts in the Burbs, I think I've brought up before. Yeah, I started listening to that, but then when I realized that it was all made-up stories, I was like, I don't don't want to listen to made-up stories. And so, and she goes on hiatus a lot, like, she's... Also, like, this isn't her job, so, like, she'll usually, she'll take, like, month, months-long breaks. She's a good narrator, but... She's it, a good storyteller. Right, but it's just ghost stories. It's not... I thought it was going to be real stuff. Yeah, I mean, it's still enjoyable. Um, so one I haven't listened to in a while, but I do want to get back to is Hysteria. It's, um, like... True crime. No, it's, like, politics and... News stories from like a feminist lens. Cool. Yeah. So that one, I've you know, I've taken a big step back from all the politics stuff in yeah the last year and a half or so, and so I'm trying to decide if I want to dip back into that. Well, did I get to ten. Ish. Okay. Um, uh, yeah, actually, you did. I think. Okay. I was gonna say I have one more that I could recommend. I started listening to a couple episodes of Disgraceland, and that's been pretty good. Um, but I've there's another huge back catalog of that that I have not explored. So that's 20 minutes of <laughs> fairly unrelated conversation. I should be able to knock it down to about 15. But yeah, so those are some of the ones I listen to or recommend. I hope that was interesting to anybody. Hey, at least it was to... You asked. To Alex. <laughs> or no. Alex, yeah. It was Alex, okay. So I was getting the email. Or no, was it, no, it was Rooney. It was Rooney, that's right. Yeah. So that's why I thought. Because like, it was a follow-up to one the question he asked. That's right. Time. Yes. All right, let's get into the episode. Sorry, everyone. <laughs> so, Rabbit or Duck, we start off with 
the gang, much like Monday Night Football, they're watching the Super Bowl. This time on a Sunday, I assume. On the couch in one of their apartments. Were they watching Monday Night Football? No, they were watching the Super Bowl. Oh, the, the episode Monday Night Football. No, they were in the episode of Monday Night Football. They they recorded the Super Bowl. And yes, they couldn't I, watch it till Monday. I caught up. <laughs> okay. Just. <laughs> it's uh, so, pretty quickly they get to the point of this story, which is uh, we see Barney on the screen at the Super Bowl in the stands. They're flashing on him holding a sign. He's using CBS mm-hmm. to say, call Barney Stinson which I guess is the station that they were on. We get Jim Nance again. <laughs> right. So, yeah, it's both the station that you know, played, had the Super Bowl that year and that How I Met Your Mother ran on. Okay. So did they, was How I Met Your Mother after the Super Bowl that night? Do you know? I don't. Did you see that? I don't think so. I think it was just a cross promotion, though. Like, I think, I think an ad ran, I think an ad for How I Met Your Mother ran during the Super Bowl with Barney. Okay. And that sign, if I'm remembering right. Robin makes a little reference to the wings, so that's a callback. <laughs> well, I like Ted. Well, that explains where Barney is. Like Barney <laughs> didn't bother to tell them <laughs> one that he wasn't. I think coming. it works better. It does, but I thought that was kind of funny. So they're in McLaren's cut is a cut too. And Barney shows up and's pontificating about the little stunt he pulled and how his phone's always ringing and it's playing that awful tune, Turkey in the Straw. Oh, it's gonna haunt me now. This phone is magic, and he's actually hired Ranjit to drive him around the city <laughs> so he can sleep with hundreds of women. And he hired Ranjit because he doesn't want to take the subway because, you know, germs, which I thought was a you know, <laughs> right. nice ironic joke. So Barney's talking about how he is going to hook up with these girls. Look at the text they're sending him. This one, she's dirty, dyslexic, and wants to, do, and wants to 96 him, which I thought was kind of funny. <laughs> yeah, Ted's dubious about the quality of girl that will produce and then yeah, really attractive a hottie shows, shows up. up. Yeah. And Robin shows up and she's drinking a beer-sized glass full of scotch. <laughs> and she's going to tell us why she is stressed out or troubled. The narrator reminds us about the morning show. We cut to them in the studio and we get to revisit some of Don's antics when he's playing paddle ball and another he's just kind of sitting on the desk and both Always in, in, both his, in his underwear <laughs> Don's doing a crossword puzzle on the air in his underwear that you can see it and he's wondering why Yuli's gold is in every crossword this comes back a couple times it does once in this episode and once down the line a little bit and then he brings up to Rob in that next Sunday is Valentine's Day and he's, he wants to know what she's up to and then Robin says he asked her out, and Ted lets us know that Yuli is because of the vowels. <laughs> right. Which he then confirms at one point with Will Shorts. <laughs> yeah, the, the person that writes the crossword puzzles, the New York Times crossword puzzles. Right. And so circling back to a few episodes ago, Marshall jumps immediately into, <laughs> Robin, you're going to marry this guy. Which is what him and Ted were kind of poking at her, mm-hmm. I think, when he first showed up. Yeah, he brings this this ribbing back to life, and I like the way he puts it. Robin, you are going to marry this guy so freaking hard, right in the butt. <laughs> I like the so freaking hard. The right in the butt seemed excessive. <laughs> I like right in the butt just because it seems like an expression people used to use. <laughs> okay. And Robin feels conflicted because she hates Don, but she can't cancel because she agreed to go out with him on the air. Apparently Ted wanted them to stay in and clean on Valentine's Day. Barney keeps coming back around with a cell phone ringing. 
and he's starting to get a little bit manic about it. Right. And uh, uh, he's starting to get a little bit manic about the influx of texts. Right. Ted makes a very logical suggestion. Why don't you go bang that girl and then read the texts? <laughs> and the problem is there's always a hotter girl with whom up can be hooked. Correct. And, yeah, Lily points out, isn't there always a hotter girl, which means you're never going to sleep with anybody. And this was very subtle. But as she's saying this, Marshall's shaking his head no. Oh. <laughs> and trying to do another, no, you're the only one. No one's hotter than you, Lily. <laughs> they, they, I mean, it's only for a second. It mm-hmm. seemed like it was something the actor was trying to add in as mm-hmm. a choice, but they didn't really choose to acknowledge it as the camera. That's cute. I didn't see that. So, Barty... Alas, answers this last call and just wants to cut to the chase. What's your cup size? And it's his mom. Ted pontificates, you know, about the problem with dating. Yes, there's always a hotter girl. There's too many options. Ranjit points out that he had an arranged marriage. And Isn't this a really first world problem of <laughs> there's too many choices, there's too many hot girls? Right. I suppose so. Ranjit, yeah, Ranjit said he has an arranged marriage. And Marshall ribs Robin a little more about not everyone can fall in love like Robin and Don have. And Robin says, but they're just going to hang out at his place. And everyone teases her more, says, no, there's going to be a bunch of people there. And then we discover that it doesn't sound like he actually asked her out. It sounds like he asked her to a party or gathering right. at his apartment. Right. So everybody immediately flips to like, no, that's not asking you out. I kind of like this scene because, yeah, it is clear that she interpreted it as asking her out. It was almost wishful thinking. Right. That that's what he was doing. Well, and I think it's also a little bit of like, <laughs> Robin doesn't ever want to be told what she's doing or that she's wrong about something. She'll like just lean in harder. I like, <laughs> Marshall goes, well, dog my cats. <laughs> he points out that she wanted him to, like we were saying. And she goes through a long speech of, no, she hates him. She hates him so much, sometimes she wants to rip, <laughs> rip his clothes off. And just spank him with a little paddle until his bum's all red. Shut up. <laughs> that made me laugh. Right. Ted brings up that he wants what Ranjit has. He wants to be fixed up, so he tells Marshall and Lily to arrange marry him. They look excited about this. Yeah. Barney's still going nuts, walking back and forth. Or this one, or this one, or this one. <laughs> yeah, this is going poorly from the get-go. Ted points out that there's two sides of dating, picking and getting picked. He gets picked all the time, but he's bad at picking women. I mean, the ladies love Teddy Westside. <laughs> You're waiting for me to comment on your self-assigned nickname. <laughs> Here's my comment. I love it. <laughs> Teddy Westside, continue. <laughs> Didn't... Was this one of the ones that he tried on, Robin? No. Oh, okay. So this I is a brand so. new one. Okay. It's brand new. So, yeah, Ted says, yeah, they're, they're good at picking. They picked each other. So go with God. Find someone for him. Ted brings up that... She'll, whoever they pick will want to marry him. He'll be wearing his nice blazer, right? <laughs> this blazer comes up quite a bit this episode. Yeah, I, this, I wasn't a fan of the blazer talk. <laughs> I never thought it was funny in this episode. I did like his little rhyme when he was about to I hated it. that. That that was like one of my <laughs> least favorites. <laughs> I like that he's so confident in the blazer. It's kind of funny. Marshall gives a scientific speech that love and hate are very close together. In, neurologically speaking. And Ted, that gives him an idea. He's going to go get a book. And he brings out this book. 
I like these pictures where it looks like two things. Mm-hmm. There's one there where it's like an old lady and a young woman, like a young aristocratic woman. Right. These always give me some joy. But he's showing them this picture that, depending on what angle, well, not what angle, but just how your eye catches it, mm-hmm. it can look like a rabbit or a duck on the opposite ends. It looks like a weird duck. It looks like a normal rabbit, but a weird duck to me. Okay. And I like how, as, as he's showing it, he goes, isn't this fun? And then the narrator, <laughs> older tech, goes, it sure was. <laughs> <laughs> that made me laugh. <laughs> so Marshall posits that, you know, this is just like what's going on. You know, when you first met Don, you thought, this guy's a duck. But one of these days, you're going to realize he's a rabbit. And then everybody jumps on this. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so let's you and I talk about this. What do you think's better, the rabbit or duck? That is a hard one. I I kind of think I'm on board with Marshall. I am too. I think rabbits, rabbits the good are one. cuter. Now, yes, I, duck is my favorite food in the world. I love duck. The taste doesn't come into play. <laughs> uh, Robin would disagree. <laughs> oh, no, 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 it's Ted. <laughs> Flavor does count. But... It's almost like I don't want to eat a bunny because he's so cute. So doesn't that mean right. that and I the, like a bunny better? And ducks are kind of standoffish. Bunnies are like cute and cuddly, presumably. Well, but bunnies do make better pets. Yes. But if you meet them both out in the wild, a bunny's going to run away from you a lot quicker than a right. Yeah, I think like duck. domesticated bunny. I meant. Yeah, the bunnies that live in our bushes never let me pet them. <laughs> yeah, but I'd say about twenty-five percent of the time that we go outside. Or we're looking out the back, our, our backsliding glass door. We see a bunny out there. Oh, I hope the or, bunnies are okay. Or a rabbit, I should say. And then, well, I think they mostly live down by the back fence where all that stuff still is. Oh, so. do they? Okay. Yeah. Oh, good. That's where I see them sort of retreating to. We had some landscaping time. done today, and now I'm worried about the bunnies. But I think it was about a week or two ago where I saw just the tiniest little bunny. <gasps> it must have been born in the last, you know, two months. Aww. You didn't tell me about it. I did. I told you to come over and wait with me to see if it came back, but it never did. Oh, I don't know if you told me it was a baby bunny. Oh, it was really tiny. Aww. So we're with Marshall, but... Yes. Everybody else is against us. I do love this exchange. And finally, Marshall gives in. I think he's just tired of being outnumbered three to one. I mean, I do enjoy... It's another one of those, like, fast-forwarded fights where they, like, just snip it in... Are they zooming on little snippets of the argument? Yeah, so some of the, the highlights are, Marshall, have you ever been in a fight with a duck? I mean, <laughs> ducks are jerks. Is it ducks or, I think it's geese that have, like, the weird teeth. Maybe ducks do, too. <laughs> flavor, they talk about flavor, flavor counts. Robin wants to wrap herself in a comforter with duck feathers, not <laughs> Who's rabbit hair. But I was, and they're really yelling. <laughs> right. Ted runs off to get another book. I don't think we ever see what that no, book is. No, we don't. No. Ranjit starts lecturing in Persian. I have the translation. Oh, great. <laughs> duck can swim, duck can walk, duck can fly. What do you want from an animal? <laughs> <laughs> That's good. Yeah. <laughs> like Ted. Then why don't we take a rabbit and a duck, stick them in a cardboard box, and let them fight it out? Because it's illegal, Ted. Only if they bet on it. <laughs> yeah, then finally Marshall gives up. But then we get a great, you have to say it. <laughs> right. You and I, or I say that to you a lot. And it gets on my nerves every time. Why are you like this? 
And then when he finally gets, when they finally get him to say it out loud, they have like furious celebration. <laughs> right. Yes. So Robin says, uh, Don is a rabbit. And then Ted posits a theory. <laughs> it's pretty good. Holds up. Wait, think about it. Don, Donald, Donald Duck. And what does Donald Duck never wear? Pants. Don's, Don's a, duck. a duck. And he Lawyer. says it. <laughs> so smugly, too. So we cut to Barney's condo. He's there with a woman. And then the phone rings again. He's got sort of a running line. There's nowhere I'd rather be or anyone I'd rather be with. Which I find weird, because clearly these women are just looking for a hookup. Okay. So it's weird that he's going into this, like, fake... But he keeps trying to trade up. Right. We get him going back and forth to McLaren's, to his place. Ranjit's driving him back and forth. And in between, Ranjit's knitting a sweater, (laughs) hat, and gloves. Right. Which pays off later in the episode. So we get a lady bullfighter, a gold medalist Japanese figure skater... And I like the one where he, the last one where he picks up, you're a hot chick? Okay. <laughs> right. So clearly he's not necessarily looking for anything better. It's just something different. We're back at McLaren's, and Barney's with the quote-unquote hot chick. <laughs> right. And she's going to get straight to the point, and then a large leg, which is clearly backwards, <laughs> appears from the bottom of the screen and reaches around the back of her head. And pops open a beer with her toes. I hated every part of this. Yeah. They, it creeped me out so bad. <laughs> yeah, if it was the right leg, it wouldn't have been so bad. But it's almost like her right le- her right hand leg was going over her left shoulder. The way they had the leg twisted. Right. Yeah. So it just didn't look right. No. Somehow this impresses Barney, though. Yeah, no, is this... Starts doing some Barney... Cartoonish, hum, 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 hum. right? Now, is this Natalia? No. Oh, okay. Because Barney. Oh no, no, I'm sorry. Yes, it is. Oh, okay. It is. Okay. Yeah, I was questioning that later because she looks a little different when she meets Ted. Yeah, I thought so too. And it was just because Barney was like, "Oh, I already met you." Yeah, and that's that's how we knew it was her. Right. Because it was, it was a little confusing. Yeah, because I wasn't sure. Like, oh, was that somebody? Maybe Barney met off screen, but that makes sense. But even then, Barney can't resist answering. Right. So he answers the phone, and somehow it turns into a teeny tiny rabbit. And then he runs outside and throws the phone in the dumpster. I'm glad they switched it back to a phone before. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) He feels like he's free. So he goes back to the apartment and runs his line again, but he can still hear the phone ringing in the distance. Or in his head. Sort of like a telltale heart kind right. of situation. So he returns back to McLaren's, jumps in the dumpster, and retrieves his phone. Dives and, in the dumpster. Yes. And <laughs> when Mar- Ranjit drives him. Wait, wait, wait. Before, before that, as he answers the phone, he's crying. <laughs> Go for a party. Right. Teacups? Really? <laughs> um, but yeah, Ranjit's like wearing the scarf and continuing to knit it yeah. at that point. That was okay. Like... I, I don't I mind that they cute, did that. Yeah. It never made they me never laugh. Refer- it's like, you know, they didn't reference it at all, so it's just one of those things, like, are you paying attention? That right. They, like that the show does? You're right. That, that I, I agree. So this right. next scene... You need to... No. Okay. Um, so the next scene actually kind of surprises me for Lily and Marshall. Like, they, we find out that they forgot to find a woman for Ted, which usually they'd be, like, super gung-ho about this. Like, I'm surprised Lily didn't have, like, a whole strategy arranged. 
But they forgot, so they run around the bar trying to figure out if anybody wants to marry Ted. Yeah, she hasn't done so well as a matchmaker. Remember when she first announced <laughs> right. she's a matchmaker, Ted's like, oh, set me up with someone. Hey, I'm just getting started. Right. So, yeah, they're running around proposing to people on Ted's behalf. Marshall gets pepper sprayed in the process. And we cut back to the apartment. Ted's singing his blazer song that you like, but I don't <laughs> care much for. Robin talks him into swinging by Don's party with her. And then Ted sees what she's wearing. Mm-hmm. It's a little low cut and very tight. Yeah. And Ted points out, oh, you're into this guy. There's just no doubt at this point. <laughs> that dude be straight ducking. As they get to Don's hallway, Ted says that if things start to get hot and heavy with Don, he's just going to excuse himself, say he's got a dinner reservation. And then he'll, wait a second, he's been working on this for a while. So duck out. Duck out. <laughs> that was good. Yes. Robin, okay, that's not going to happen. But yeah, do that. <laughs> So they open the door into Don's apartment, and Don is pulling the naked man. Yes. And Ted immediately is like, I have a dinner reservation. <laughs> <laughs> that was good. Maybe not so great of him to ditch his friend when a guy... Ah, well, we, let's, not, <laughs> let's not litigate that one. Good point. <laughs> but it is funny that, that Don mentions, I don't know, it's some, she wants to know what he's doing. He says, I don't know, it's something called the naked man. I read about it on some guy's blog. <laughs> right. And then it gets even better. It's like, why did I? Why did I ever think it would work on someone like you? <laughs> I think they could have done better with her response to that. But yeah, it is funny that he said that, and it had worked on her. Right. And I'm a little surprised it didn't work on her here. Maybe if Ted hadn't been there. Yeah, maybe. Don's embarrassed. He says she probably now thinks he's some kind of playboy, and then she says, "Sort of." And he's got rabbit ears. So is he supposed to be like a playboy bunny at this point? Yeah. I think I'm a little confused. Yeah, that that was the. The gag behind it, Playboy Bunny. But the rabbits... Oh, no, we think the rabbits are the good one. They think the rabbits are the bad one. Right. Okay, so she's saying, like, no, this is keeping you in rabbit territory. Correct. Gotcha. We're back at the apartment. Robin's encouraging Ted to go on his date. They're, point, they're pointing out she's recycling his old Architecture Weekly magazines. I thought that would go somewhere. Yeah, it did not. Maybe revisit it somewhere in the future, but... Marshall and Ted meet out on the street in front of the restaurant where they found you know, the potential wife for Ted. I guess like Marshall like dressed up and did his hair. He actually looks good. We get some updates on a flashback from Marshall of, as him and Lily are trying to think about who to fix Ted up with. And they, they went back through some classics like Trudy, who's married. Mm-hmm. Blah, blah is committed in a mental health facility. <laughs> right. I wonder, is Bellevue? I didn't think that was still in working condition, Bellevue. That's still a, a mental health facility in New York? As far as I know, but I don't know for sure. They even bring up Natalie. <laughs> Ted's our least favorite person in the world. Yeah, I'm surprised they didn't give, like, what she was doing. Right. So Barney comes running in, tells Marshall and Lily to get rid of the phone. And then they end up, <laughs> I do kind of like him wanting it back, thinking that the person calling, it could be an emergency, she could be trapped in a giant bra. <laughs> sort of maybe chuckle. Right. Ranjit ends up carrying a sobbing Barney out of the yeah, bar. It's a good visual. <laughs> With his hat, scarf, and gloves on. So because they need to find someone for Ted, they take the phone and actually answer it. And Ted is a little shocked that this is who they, they think they're going to hook him up with. But Marshall explains that, no, you don't understand. She's a world-class violinist. She's a gourmet cook. And she can quote every line from Caddyshack. And so when he meets her, she says, 
She she jumps right into Caddyshack talk with, and what brings you to this neighbor of the woods, neck of the way? Why are you here? This is a Chevy Chase line from the movie as he meets a woman. Ah, okay. I almost would have guessed that was Bill Murray. For I don't know that it's... Have you made me watch Caddyshack? Yes. Okay. Yeah, okay. Seems vaguely for It's the first time he meets Lacey Underwear. Underpants. No. Lacey Underalls. That's her name. Apparently my brain is Swiss cheese when it comes to movies. As they're in the restaurant... Marshall nudges Natalia to tell Ted the problem that she's dealing with, which is that she has to leave the country soon because her visa is about to expire, so she'd have to get married to stay. So this is perfect. Marshall provides some law facts. And he's whispering in front of her like we do (laughs) to Tyler. Tyler. (laughs) We're just messing with him, yeah. And then the waiter comes up and asks Ted if he wants the rabbit or duck. It's a prefix menu. And somehow they have every meat possible on a prefix menu, <laughs> but three of them aren't available. I, th- I think it's kind of funny, the explanation. Steak, <laughs> fish, and chicken. We're out of steak, fish, and chicken, so. Right. Now, if this were us, I'd have to leave. I can't eat. I'm not going to eat rabbit or duck. I, I know you don't love duck, but don't you like it a little bit? Mm, not enough to eat a whole meal of it. Like, there's something about it that I just, like. It's I, very fatty. And you yeah. Don't like, you don't like fatty meat. Yeah, I can't do a lot of it. And I don't know if it's because I don't like picturing eating a duck. At this point, Barney enters. He wants the phone back, but they had already hidden it. We found out that when they hid it, Ted actually found it and answered it. Right. So So Ted walks out of the restaurant, and he has become enchanted by this phone now. (laughs) Right. So he's out on a date at the restaurant, and then the phone rings, and he's picking it up for somebody else. So, so I did, like, you know, Ted's answers. Rabbit. Sorry, guys, I gotta go. And then Marshall. Why would Ted order rabbit if he was just gonna run out? I missed that. <laughs> and we're back to Teddy West side. He's got the sunglasses on. Sunglasses, he's, like, slumped in his chair, like, trying to be a cool, cool guy. guy. <laughs> I like Barney. Rushes in. This is my phone. I'm taking it back. And I'm taking your cool nickname, too. Barney Westside speaking. <laughs> right. And so Ted and Barney start arguing over the phone. Very um, Lord of the Rings-esque. It ends up for grabs, and Lily drops it in a pitcher of beer as she grabs as she gets hold of it. And then we get sort of a nothing scene back at the apartment with Ted and Robin. Yeah, like I could not remember what happened in this episode. Which, you know, thinking back, obviously this is the one where she realizes she likes Don. But in my head, I was like, oh, he's leaving because he wants to go hang out with Robin back at the apartment, or oh, now here's where they're going to hook up again. Like I think they seem very cozy. Together in a way, yeah. They, they seem very content, mm-hmm. sitting next to one another. And then in the last scene, we're back at the news station. Don apologizes; he's going to change his ways, and he kind of gives a little bit of backstory. He just got divorced. He doesn't know what he's doing, but he's going to try to do better. He still doesn't know what channel he works at. And then she notices he's wearing pants, and then all of a sudden he has a bill on his face, and she realizes he's a duck. Ah, oh, duck. And that's the episode. That is the episode. What do you think I ranked it? Now, I'm ashamed to say that I had forgotten to rank this. When I went to go look at what I ranked it, after I was done taking notes on it, I realized it wasn't in the rankings. So I had to rewatch it all over again tonight and score it. I still don't understand how this doesn't mess up every single other... Everything Everything that I've ranked behind where I end up ranking it shifts down one. Okay. Um, but I fixed the list for Jen to work off of, so everything should be accurate now. 
I'm going with 97. No. It's 53. 53. Okay. And this is 515. It's right behind dual citizenship. Yeah, 515. So my favorite joke was, after their argument ends, say it. You have to say it. (laughs) That and the Teddy West Side stuff was probably a close second. So I really enjoyed Marshall's commentary on Ted's Teddy West Side nickname. So I think that one's my favorite. Of You're waiting for me to comment on your self-assigned nickname? I love it. <laughs> Do you have a least favorite? Um, that leg behind the head beard okay. popping thing. I think mine was all the blazer jokes. Okay. <laughs> they leaned into them pretty heavily, and they just didn't really do anything for me. Um, are we forgetting anything? Is there anything else we do at the end of these? <laughs> I mean, we tell people that they can email us. So next week, we're going to be covering Hooked, which is where everyone's Late on somebody's episode. hook. Yeah, that's a really good one. And... Ooh, next week's my birthday. My birthday's on the 4th, so right. wish me a happy birthday if you would. Happy birthday week. Um, and then after that is, of course, with J-Lo. So we got two really good ones coming back on. That's back interesting that they did it like that. I think they would, like, space it out a little more. Celebrity guests. Yeah, that's a good point. And two pop stars mm-hmm. uh, at that. All right, we'll tell folks where they can find us. You can write to us at runklerecaps at gmail.com. Do we do the rest? <laughs> no, that's it. Okay. Yeah, maybe we need to cut that segment. So if you want to write to us, just right there. <laughs> yes. All right, well, this is Stevie and Jenny Westside signing off. <laughs> Talk next week. Bye, everybody.